Hello everyone and welcome to Women Decode STEM season 2. I'm your host Neha Savanor and in this season I will be talking to entrepreneurs from around the world. These visionaries have remarkable journeys that they will be sharing with us. A fellow immigrant who has made it big in the Silicon Valley and is now helping other immigrants in realizing their entrepreneurial dream. Arjita Sethi is a serial entrepreneur. She's the founder and CEO of Equally, which is an augmented reality platform for educating kids. She also serves on the advisory board of Nasdaq Entrepreneurial Center in San Francisco. With a passion for teaching, she's also a professor at San Francisco State University where she teaches entrepreneurship, creativity, innovation, and business ethics. She's co-founded India Rath the largest borderless incubator for startups in India. Today I'm going to be discussing with her what it is to be an immigrant and to find a tribe of entrepreneurs striving to make a change in the world. We will also talk about how to lead a thoughtful and a sustainable life as a founder. Hi Arjita, I'm excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much Neha for inviting me. I'm very excited about today as well. Yeah. This is exciting. I think you're the first immigrant woman that I have met who has built an incredible company here. So this is really special for me. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I just am in love with the quality of your podcast, Neha. I have heard a lot of episodes already. I've shared it with my women network and I love what you're doing. So I am just as I said, I'm really looking forward to our chat today. Okay that is great coming from you thank you so much so i want to start with your incredible journey where did it all start from like how did you start your entrepreneurial journey yeah i mean uh, we can go as back as probably almost uh, 16 years ago when i was in high school in india um, and i was not very happy uh, with my high school and the quality of education that i was getting Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest i was very bored i was bored because uh, you just have three options either you choose humanities or commerce or science and i i just did not feel that i was built for any one of those fields at the time and you know i had got good grades in 10th which is super easy to do so mm-hmm. everybody who gets good grades just opts for science without thinking you know should they go for commerce humanities or whatever So of yeah. course I went for science because you know that's where our intelligent uh students are supposed to be there but it was sadly uh very stale there was no learning and there was no practical application in the classes and that sort of bummed me out so much so I asked my mom who was running a vocational school if I could be a co-founder at her um school and she said okay and she thought it was just a joke at that time i wasn't serious because a 16 year old person asking this but i started enjoying that so much after school i would spend my entire time just uh um, you know being part of the school uh being part of sales operations marketing actual teaching in classes content development everything so at the age of 16 i think that's in that's the point where people start building teens start building some real skills 
So while others were getting trained to be, you know, um, engineers and doctors, I was getting trained one-on-one by my own mom and while running a startup as an entrepreneur. So that was probably where I started my journey. The number of immigrant entrepreneurs is increasing in the United States each year. They're some of the most resilient individuals building innovative companies today. But at a granular level, the beginnings for these immigrant visionaries is not straightforward. They have many hurdles that they need to overcome from learning about immigration laws to building a network in the entrepreneurial world in order to fulfill their dreams. So when you moved from India to the United States, I'm sure you didn't have a lot of contacts here in the entrepreneurial world. How did you navigate this challenge when you landed here? Oh my God, this is such a loaded question. Um, yeah. uh, so to be honest, uh, I think nobody can be prepared enough to move as an immigrant. Uh, and I, I don't know if, if that is true about moving as an immigrant anywhere in the world, because I don't know the visa limitations, but moving to the U.S. as an immigrant, especially on an H-4 visa, it just felt as if I had no control over my professional growth, over my personal growth, over anything. Because in India, I was I was the founder of this amazing school and everything. And when I came here, I was completely dependent on uh, my husband's visa. And I was told that I cannot even volunteer because you need to have a social security and all those things. That That yeah. never happens. So I uh, started looking for other people who are in my situation. And sadly, I did not find any any other immigrant women who are on H4 and wanted to start their own startup. But I did find a group of uh, women who were on H4. And I remember one of the meetings where I went to, uh, a woman told me, uh, forget about starting anything or doing any work. I've been here for 10 years and this is going to be your life. And that was the day when I took a step back and I said, no, this, this cannot be my life. I stopped going to those meetings. And um, I started going to random networking events, anything that said startups, uh, ed tech, startup tech, or CTOs, COOs, everything. I just started going to random events in San Francisco. Luckily, we were living in, we are living in San Francisco downtown. So it was really easy to go to these events. But I was scared because um, most of these events were uh, run by or were attended by people who were actual entrepreneurs who did not have the struggles like me. And uh, I think in the last six years that I have been here, I have self-taught myself everything. Like simple things like, how do you even start a company? Wait, there is no restriction to start a company. Nobody told that to me. So I had to navigate that on my own. So, and, and that is one of the reasons that I started the Founders Vault, where you know I can help entrepreneurs who come to the US thinking of these dreams so that they are not left alone. Because I still remember you know, uh, that girl sitting in the cafe after that meeting and asking herself, did she do a big mistake getting married to the love of her life and moving to San Francisco? Is she going to give up all her dreams? And uh, thankfully, she doesn't have to. And uh, thankfully, no person in that situation has to anymore. Yeah, that is a very tough uh, decision to make. And 
moving to a different country and starting from scratch i can't express the difficulties that you will go through you don't see a lot of people who look like you who speak like you and that i think is very difficult so yeah what you've built today is um, an inspiration to many people including me and i still remember our initial conversation was around this visa limitations and mm-hmm. you know there were some misconceptions that people have so yeah absolutely and and i would just tell all the listeners at this point that there are a few ways you can just get started first of all um when i came here i did not even know about simple things like linkedin and i undervalued the you know uh, value of linkedin i would say go ahead build a linkedin profile reach out to people who have been in similar situations reach out to people like me like you because we've been through this journey and you know now uh, instagram is a great platform where people are sharing about the journey you do such an incredible uh, task of doing that i do it on my platform so yeah. anyone who's out there should start reaching out to person a person who's been through that journey don't undervalue the social networks like linkedin instagram or twitter utilize that and it is absolutely possible with the right coach with the right mentor with the right friend imposter syndrome can affect anybody including the most high performing individuals when you are a first time founder you are more susceptible to the thoughts of self doubt many times i catch myself slipping into these thoughts and getting derailed from my work and i start doubting whether what i'm building is good enough how does one navigate the imposter syndrome and competitor landscape and find motivation to build their company despite all of these feelings i think i have it all the time even now like every time i'm trying to think of a new product i i was just looking at my instagram feed and if you see my last three pictures i have launched three new products in the last two months and each picture is talking about a different startup that i am working on and the product that have la- launched but i go through this even now neha but the whole thing is i have seen that there is no right path i have read so much and talked to so many entrepreneurs i've been rejected so many times by investors for different reasons sometimes they would say oh you don't have your visa stuff figured out so we cannot invest in you oh we cannot invest in you because you're a husband and wife team what happens if you split up or sometimes oh you're not in the right market so i've seen so much of rejection and i have seen so much of failure that i'm at a point where i'm like i have nothing to lose anymore like this is this is the worst that it could be and when i changed that perspective everything changed and i would say we took that decision last year in 2019 uh, my co-founder and i that we are going to build we are going to be okay building a different type of company we are not building a billion dollar company we are building a billion people company and this will take time this will be different and we might have to figure out a lot of things that others have not been through so i think we have embraced the fact that things are going to be very different because our story is unique a lot of times the pressure comes from uh, people around you who don't have those limitations and either get funded like i had 
competitors who were building similar products and they would get funded by the investor uh, that we had just pitched to and had rejected us on a silly reason that your market isn't big enough. I'm like, are you serious? And you just invested $2 million in them. So I realized that I was running a race that was not mine. And each one of us has a very, very different race. We are not in competition with anyone else. We need to embrace that. That's a very brave move, especially for somebody who's in the Silicon Valley. I think <laughs> it's very difficult to find people who've taken, you know, this step. Everybody's running the race there, especially. So, yeah. 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 But the thing is, Neha, nobody knows what race this is. Like, are we winning? Are we losing? Are we somewhere in the middle? We have no idea. We are running because, you know, we've seen somebody running. So we're yeah. just following them and we're kind of running and trying to replicate and be like other people and then try using those same old methodologies to win, which was not going to happen. You don't have to raise a million dollars to have a successful company. And Absolutely. I used to just think that in my mind, but now I've proved it. I've proved that you can have a profitable uh, company without a million dollars you can create million dollars in your own company. So I think we need to have more conversations around that, but we don't see this. I, th I think in the next five to six years, we will have more startups who are following a similar path. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I can see the slight shift, but yeah, the larger population I think should move into that and um, <laughs> see other ways in which they can build companies and not just race this one path that has yeah. been built. Good that you're leading the <laughs> tribe. <laughs> yes, I like that word. That that's amazing. Let's let's take everybody to to the finish line. And since we all are unique, we don't know what all we can create. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you briefly mentioned you are working on multiple startups, or you've launched mm -hmm. different products. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your current projects? Oh yeah, yeah. So. Uh, my uh, first baby is uh, Equally. Uh, Equally is a public benefit corporation based out of uh, Silicon Valley, San Francisco. We are a venture-backed firm, uh, and we are basically an augmented reality uh, platform that uses machine learning to teach kids from their surroundings and connecting them to the real world. So um, that is our first, my closest baby, I would say. And I have been working on this since I moved to San Francisco. And we've gone through seven big pivots. And uh, last year in September, we finally found our product market fit. And two months ago, we launched our first homeschooling program because of COVID. Once the schools shut down, we wanted to help the uh, parents who were struggling with homeschooling. So we launched that. And it's a sold out program doing really well. So that's one of my startups. My second startup is uh, the, the Founders Vault, which is basically a membership where any immigrant founder or any aspiring founder can join. And all the other founders help each other and support each other while I give mentorship and coaching through office hours every week and trainings every month on any topics like company, users, product, so that you can get to build and launch your startups. Uh, without thinking I need to be full-time on this or I need a million dollars for this. 
And the last pro uh, product or company that I'm working on, we just launched yesterday. Uh, we are the biggest borderless incubator of India, and it's called uh, India Rath, which means Indian chariot, which basically started with a lot of our friends reaching out to me in India saying, hey, because of the lockdown, we cannot do anything. I'm thinking of giving up on my startup and my innovation because we don't have access to anything. We've just been secluded and isolated. And then we got together mentors from all around the world and asked, would you like to help Indian startup ecosystem over the next six months to give them training, access to network and tools so that they don't give up on entrepreneurship? And they said, yes. So we just launched that program yesterday. Amazing, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, you have such incredible projects, like one of them is you're making innovations in the education platform for kids, which is much needed in today's <laughs> world. We've been following the age old process, which needs to change. And uh, regarding startups, I think India is seeing the boom in startups in the recent years. So this will be invaluable for the people who are trying to build companies or have started building companies, I'm sure. And um, uh, we are just uh, trying entrepreneurship and education are my mission. So the other day we were, uh, my co-founder and I, we were joking. So uh, they can enter the Equally platform once the kid is five. And we are going to train them once they become, till they become entrepreneurs and launch their business. <laughs> so <laughs> we are going to change education in a very different way. That's the bigger vision. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't think entrepreneurship can just be learned through one course. Like if there was a time when people said, do MBA and you can become a founder, you can become an entrepreneur. And that doesn't happen. You, you need this continuous support. So this incubator is six months long. The Founders Vault is a lifelong membership for as long as you need found, uh, support being a member uh, as a founder. So I think learning is a continuous process. The moment we try to put you know, these frameworks of five weeks, 10 weeks, it doesn't happen. You have Absolutely. to let it be free flowing because each one of us is so different. Like right now, you are a member of, you're actually one of the founding members of the Founders Vault, Neha. You are at such a different pace than the rest of the members in the Founders Vault because everybody is so unique and different. I believe that our unique life journeys is what shapes our ideas and execution style as entrepreneurs. There are several factors like the environment that we grew up in, our educational background, our passion and circumstances in life that influences our entrepreneurial style and the problem that we want to solve. This is something that uh, I'm very keen on asking you. As a leader and as a CEO, what are your mm -hmm. core values that you stand by? <laughs> My core values, the number one core value, this is, oh, this is going to be tough. Not so tough because uh, I, I think the thing is I've never said this out loud. Yeah. Although my team knows this, but the number one a core value for me is sustainability. I want people to be able to have a life while building something innovative. And everybody in our team, be it at Equally, be it at Startup India and at Founders Vault, when I tell them what to build, everybody has a life. And this is something that I am constantly telling them, stop the hustle. 
I don't want my employees to hustle. I don't want myself to hustle. I don't want my users to hustle. I want people to be able to understand that they can be creative when they feel safe, secure, and energetic. So they need to slow down and build slowly. So I think that is one of the core values that I have. The second core value that I really stand for is equality and equity. And even at our company, we named it equally for this reason. We wanted to be giving equal education, but even inside the company, we wanted to stand for equality. So my co-founder and I, even though I'm non-technical, so if you see generally according to Silicon Valley standards, a woman who's non-technical, comes from education background and kind of a wonky background like me, shouldn't be getting equal equity, but I do have equal equity when it comes to my co-founder and I. We are co-CEOs, so we, are, we have an equal leadership in the company. Uh, our employees are all paid fairly and way above the minimum wage because I want them to be here with me and always working as a tribe. So I think equality is the second one. And the last one that I don't think it is, it is kind of a pillar for me for leadership, um, but it is something that we all must do is uh, learning constantly, investing in yourself. Because what things I did not know five years ago, I know it today and my mind gets blown. You know, simple things like the social justice movement just happened. And there were so many things that I did not know. It opened me up to so many new perspectives. And I don't think that's, that's just required as a leader. I think this quality is required as a human being that please invest in yourself. And when I mean invest, I don't say just dollars. I'm talking about time. I'm talking about intention. Please work on ourselves. Like as humans, we need to do that. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's easier now than ever to invest that yeah. time just the time there is so much free resources available all you need is your time and uh, your sustainable living is something that um, i'm happy to have come across because while starting all you want to do is hustle and get things going so for someone to tell you when you're starting off that think of it as a sustainable lifestyle it's going to be with you throughout is a game changer so you start uh, evaluating your project in a different way. Awesome. Um, you said you and your co-founder, who is also your uh, partner, your husband, both of you work on the startup. Do you define boundaries between work and your personal life? Like, how does it go? Um, there are no boundaries, to be honest, Neha, and there can be no boundaries. We, we are on a mission. And the mission, I mean, I mean, the very fact that we got together was because we both were passionate about entrepreneurship and education. Like that is how we started talking on Facebook. The first thing, the first message that he ever sent me was, hey, you're working in education. I'm stuck in Silicon Valley and I have a great job and everything, but I would love to work and help you out. So th this is literally the foundation of our relationship. There is a no boundary but i don't think there needs to be a boundary we as i said we have a very sustainable life very slow life and he has a full-time job while actually working on this startup and we still don't feel rushed because we are on a mission we both have 
accepted that whatever we are trying to achieve is so difficult to achieve in the next two, three years that we are okay spending a lifetime reaching this. This is my legacy. And once I have that pressure cooker off, I think you don't need to define boundaries because you know, you can go slow. You will only work when you feel creative. And I think we bond really well when we talk about our ideas, about equally, about all the other uh, ventures that we are thinking of. We bond really well. That, that's our creative zone. Yeah, that's really impressive. Both of these things go hand in hand. Um, yeah. Sometimes it might be difficult for people uh, to do that, but yeah, it's worked out really well. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying it's it's not difficult. It it is difficult. But the thing is, at the end of it, we both want each other to be very successful. We both want each other to be very happy. Like if something good happens for each other, we are are each other's best cheerleaders. And we know this success means we also get to be part of that success later. So I think that kind of a productive um, repo is what has been working for us as companions, as co-founders, but it's not easy. We have to navigate a lot of things. Like while our our friends are buying houses, we are investing in our startups. (laughs) So those pressures are always there. But those are the decisions I live by. Like, uh, this is something that I am, as I said, in it for a long time. Five years from now, 10 years from now, you would still see me building this. I I think it's liberating sometimes when you just say, okay, this is it. This is my life. I've I've chosen this life. It's, there's so much of stress that goes away. So it's just liberating. Absolutely. Okay, one last question. Uh, do you have any advice for immigrants, especially women, um, who want to go beyond their nine to five job and be innovators? Join the Founders Vault. I couldn't find something like this. Nobody. Neha, if you remember our conversation about the visa and creating your company, I struggled for two years to find a clear answer. And it was always online. Nobody told me how to go there, how to find it how to start doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I was struggling with the same issues. It's good to have people who are in similar situations trying to work it out. Yeah. And if you have any questions, reach out to me. And you are not alone. I thought I was the only immigrant woman trying to build something because I couldn't find anyone. But slowly and steadily, I've met so many other amazing immigrant women. Like, doing amazing, great jobs. The vision that you have, Neha, is incredible. I cannot wait for it to grow and uh, actually help so many women. So look around, talk around, and reach out. Don't be scared of reaching out. As an immigrant, I know that's the number one thing. You know, we have this psychological fear that, oh my God, I'm going through really bad times. I cannot share it. And we are scared about our whole situation. If we do something, you know, do we have to go back? Will our visa be taken away? Everything. All those issues are there. We are in a job, H1B. Please reach out to people. We've been through this. I want to help you. Absolutely. That is 
very very useful especially if you are sitting on an idea and thinking that you cannot do work it out so just start talking to people okay um, arjita before we let you go i have a rapid fire round for you are you ready oh my god really okay <laughs> okay first question one activity on your bucket list that you haven't ticked off yet none i've done everything i've wanted to awesome okay that's very inspiring <laughs> one person you look up to ah uh, my mom first teacher is always at home yeah uh, last question one pet peeve <laughs> oh my god i don't know like i am a real like cleanliness freak and everything so, yeah maybe that maybe maybe just just waking up and seeing something being organized like, i guess being yeah exactly being organized that's uh, yeah i i try not to do it i'm not as bad as my mom i promise <laughs> but <laughs> but if you ask my dog and unsure they'll be like oh my god the dragon is awake so yeah awesome thank you ajita for being with us today and sharing your invaluable journey this is very inspiring thank you so much neha for having me i cannot wait for interacting with your uh, listeners and uh, i hope that uh, your platform is super successful this podcast reaches so many women you're doing an incredible job thank you for doing this thank you so much for listening to women decode stem if you're new here please take a minute to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on itunes it helps me get my message out to a wider audience all the social links to my guests are in the show notes I will talk to you next week until then I hope you have a great day and the rest of the week ahead bye